Tony and Phil, my mind's not going blank. Looks like it's going to be high noon between me and Bill O'Reilly. Very upset that I passed him in the rating. So he's got this Mike Slater, this uh, podcaster who starts off his show. Can you believe that? What What's the matter, Bill? You can't do 15 minutes. Is that too much for you, pal? Well, it's high noon, baby. It's either me or you because... I cannot believe that we're running a podcaster in the middle of you like an Oreo cookie. It's never before ever been done in the history of radio. Who the hell do you think you are? I've been doing this 35 years, talk radio, and I'll be damned if I I just host the program and I allow this to take place. So it's war. It's war between me and Bill O'Reilly. We'll see who wins. High noon. Stay tuned. You know me. I'm a warrior. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. Don't get frightened, hipster, millennial, Macedonian Phil. I realize you're shaking in your boots from all the rats in your neighborhood in Bushwick on Central Avenue. Have no fear. I will be there. Can I have a little music underneath, Lou? I I realize. uh, Okay, we got to get on track. Let me give you an update. Look at this. Look at this microphone. Oh, my God. Hey, we got freaking masking tape on a microphone here for like the last two months. I got to hold the microphone in my hand. You think our crack engineer, Dan Herschel, could go to um, uh, maybe a 99 cent jack store and get a new. uh, Is it working here? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me over there? Yeah. On this microphone. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Radio Shack, 99-cent Jack store. Do something, Dan. This is embarrassing. But more embarrassing is the President of the United States, who actually said to everybody before Air Force One, touchdown on the tarmac in El Paso for a three-hour soiree, that he, in fact, is running for the President of the United States. And believe it or not, Lou... He's thinking of swapping out giggles. <laughs> Harris, the uh, vice president of the United States, and bringing in Fetterman from Pennsylvania because he needs to be more able than somebody as disabled as Fetterman. Can you imagine that as a ticket? 
uh, new ticket for re-election in 2024. Out with Giggles Harris, <laughs> and in with Fetterman as his vice president. An old Pennsylvania ticket. Although, obviously, Joe Biden is from Delaware, so they can't say, well, it's two people on a ticket from the same state. Anyway, to be continued. But let's talk about the farce of a so-called presidential visit, something that he has never done as a U.S. senator from Delaware as vice president for Barack Obama and up until yesterday as president of the United States, even uh, recently being just uh, 180 miles away in Phoenix, and he was asked by the press corps, gee, you're here promoting uh, chip manufacturing. I don't know if it was Lay's potato chip or Wise potato chip. But you're here promoting a chip manufacturing plant being uh, built with government funds outside of Phoenix to compete with the Red Chinese and Emperor Xi for life. How about a little trip down to Nogales? No, 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 no. That's not important. So let's go to the audio tape, Lou, and let's hear what the President of the United States had to stumble and mumble through yesterday in a historic visit of all of three hours for him to the border separating Juarez from El Paso. Well, I think it is a human right if you have your if your family's being persecuted, if you're being dealt with in a way. I mean, like it was I thought it was a human right for, you know, uh, uh, Jews in Germany to be able to go to get to escape and get help where they could. Jews from Germany? He's making the comparison that the most recent group of illegals crossing the border from Venezuela, from Cuba behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro, and from Nicaragua from the grips of Daniel Ortega and his wife, president and vice president for life. That's comparable to uh, Adolf Hitler, Nazi Germany, and German Jews trying to flee right before they were put in concentration camps as part of the final solution. Uh, have any Jewish Democrats, as the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, objected to that comparison? Of course not. They're not going to object to that because by now they say, well, that's typical Joe Biden. He lasts into making these ridiculous comparisons. I mean, we're lucky he didn't tell a story that somehow he compared that to a trip that he had taken to Berlin when the city was divided by the wall. Uh, and JFK was speaking and he was motivated because he actually was stuck on the East Berlin side, surrounded by T2 Soviet tanks, and was barely able to uh, escape to the Allied side Divided by the United States, France, and England. Well, that's probably coming down the pipe. And then he was talking to all of his children, because as you know, in the election against President Donald Trump, he said time and time again, who's your daddy? It's me, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. I get elected, and you can andale, 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 just bum rush across the border. But now he wants to use technology to help all those that he wants to illegally cross into our country and eventually make this a home of their own. If they're seeking asylum, they can use an app on their cell phone called CBP1-O-N-E. CBP1-O-N-E. That's to spell it out, not the number one. To schedule an appointment at a port of entry and make their asylum claim there without crossing the border unlawfully and have a decision determined by an asylum officer, do they qualify? Wow, so he knows they already have cell phones, so they're not born indigenous. 
to have cell phones. And uh, Macedonian Phil, how long before they use that app to recognize that they can get the FanDuel app and start betting on World Cup soccer and other soccer games from around the globe? How, how long before that, right? Yeah, come on. This is so ridiculous. And then, of course, it was a time for Shamu. El Jefe, Chris Christie, who still can't scrape the barnacles off his massive tuchus and jump in the race and challenge Donald Trump as he's always hinting to do. Well, the question was put to him by Twinkle Toe Stephanopoulos yesterday of ABC Sunday edition. Is there something to be gained, though, by being the first person out to challenge him? Heck no. I think that I think the exact opposite. (laughs) Donald Trump has nothing to do right now, right? (laughs) And in part because he has no one to shoot at. He has no opponent. That's right. So who wants to be the first one in the pool to be the one who's the target? I think this is going to be a hang-around-the-rim enterprise. (laughs) Everyone's going to be waiting to see which way the rebound goes and whether they want to grab it or they don't want to grab it. And I think to go in early... Huge political strategic mistake. Wow, uses a basketball metaphor. Oh, Louie wants to jump in the pool like it's at SeaWorld. What a big splash this guy would make if all of a sudden he's no longer he's no longer cruising up the Jersey Shore. Shamuel Hefe, Chris Christie from from Wildwood to Point Pleasant. Up and down, he's waiting for his opportunity. Look at it. Can I hear that again? Oh, my God. Come on. Jump in the pool. You're big and bad, El Jefe, Chris Christie, right, Shamu? Come on. Take on Donald Trump. You're a tough guy, right? You're tough. Yeah, you're not tough. You're afraid of Donald Trump. You're a wussy. Oh, big and bad. I'm on ABC with Twinkle Toe Stephanopoulos. Yeah, I can talk all big and bad. By the way, remember... Remember when he was asked to go fetch uh, 24 Big Macs, Super Fries, and uh, some uh, Diet Cokes? Remember in Columbus, Ohio, during one of the breaks during the initial campaign in 2016? And by the time he got back to uh, Trump Air, he had, like, eaten half the Mickey D's and, like, uh, Donald Trump turned him into his Maytag. He said, I send you for a simple chore. You want to be... You want to be either chief of staff or you want to be the vice president. And you can't even bring a full McDonald's order back. Oofa to you. And then, of course, even though, even though Papa Chulo, who's your daddy, Joe Biden, was down at the El Paso border for all of three hours. While troops had arrested the son of El Chapo just miles away after engaging in a major firefight in which they were using tanks and ham tracks and 50 caliber machine guns set up roadblocks flaming vehicles with the sonola drug cartel the narco terrorists who really control that part of northern uh, mexico right as you uh, go into juarez they actually hang hang their adversaries from the bridge that takes you from juarez to el paso that's how brazen they are but the president of the united states is in mexico city today with uh, Trudeau Jr., product of nepotism, he grew up on third base, and he can barely chew gum and think at the same time. And with El Presidente Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, Lou, I've always said never trust anybody with three names. Now you're going to trust somebody with four names. We'll see what happens today, how rough and tough 
that our president, Joe Biden, is going to be against the coyotes, the narco-terrorists, and the continued exodus of illegal aliens from third world countries into our country. Meantime, good cop, bad cop continues to play out here in the city of New York. First, Cardinal Dolan with his homily at St. Patrick's Cathedral continued to welcome in the illegals with our tax dollars through, that's right, Catholic Charities, the largest NGO, which is the beneficiary of millions of dollars from the federal government, the state government, and yes, from the city government of Eric Adams. Here, listen, listen to the uh, the cardinal again as he urges, come one, come all. We need you in the pews on Sunday because it's a ghost town. It's catacombs on Sunday when we have mass. These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Yeah, the church has been there with our tax dollars. Not their dollars. Not their parishioners' dollars. Again, uh, I had no way of gauging it accurately. I am an AMP Catholic. That's right, Macedonia, Phil. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. But from everybody who is still observant, the few that remain, in some churches you can't even get a minion on Sunday of 12, people have told me there have been no special collections in honor of an illegal alien fund to help them and provide them with a sanctuary, with housing, with transportation so that they can pound the Greyhound, take an Amtrak, or fly into JFK or LaGuardia. And then playing bad cop, finally realizing enough is enough, although it's a well-orchestrated tap dance with Cardinal Dolan, who's the good cop, and now Eric Adams has decided to be the bad cop. We were notified yesterday that the governor of Colorado is now stating that they are going to be sending migrants to places like New York and Chicago. Uh, This is just unfair uh, for local governments to have to take on this national obligation. We've done our job. Uh, There's no more room at the end. And who provided uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, the opportunity to say that there's no room in the end? The Judas of WABC, Sid Rosenberg, he he just piled on earlier today. In my uh, weekly appearance with Sid, 7.05 on Mondays, I'm like the bookend, and then 7.05 on Fridays. But, oh, my God, he is uh, he's basically uh, a lobbyist for Eric Adams trying to get all of you out there to say, there's Jesus Christ, there's Hashem, and there's Eric Adams. Not Talking about this is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Pretty eyes of midsummer's morn. They call her Frank 
Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Although in these politically correct woke times, Lou, can I uh, refer to uh, the Jersey Boys, the musical, about the life and times of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons? From Bloomfield, right outside of Newark. Can I refer to them as macho, maniacal crooners who could hit the high notes in falsetto and sopranos? No, 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 no. Of course not now. It could be non-binary. It could be transgenders. They could be in transition. Who knows? 72 different gender terms and 72 different terms of one self-identified sexuality that has to be honored on the day that they make that decision, although it's subject to change tomorrow. One day you could be asexual, meaning you have no sex. And then the next day, polyamorous, and I have to respect all of that. So I have to be extraordinarily careful. Because who knows what rules and regulations HR will impose in these politically correct and woke times. We play this classic song by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. Because if you remember from last week... I was directed, Lou, to report to City Hall to a woman named Dawn, of which I have searched the roles of municipal appointees and appointees of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, both in City Hall, at the uh, municipal building, and some adjunct buildings, and I've come up with a total of eight women in prominent positions, all of whom have as a first name Dawn. Some of them have three names. Some of them have two names. I can't figure it out, so I have assigned uh, our crack news director, Noam Layden, to the task of calling up this guy named uh, Fabian Levy. Is that his name, Levy? The uh, spokesperson for Eric Adams. You would think by now that uh, Eric Adams, to exude strength, since he has professed a fear of rats, would have gotten a press secretary at City Hall who's maybe named Malik Mustafa, you know, something with a little machismo. Fabian. Fabian came out of Philadelphia. It's a pretty boy. Anyway, let's go to the audio tape here. Hopefully, Gnome laid in by the end of my diatribe will be able to direct me to the uh, Dawn, who I am supposed to report to at City Hall, to serve an internship so that I can officially be anointed the Rat Czar of New York City. And the reason it's gotten down to all of this is because the mayor, our mayor, Eric Adams, friend uh, of Sid Rosenberg, who's running interference for him every day here on WABC, is afraid of rats. I hate Rats. 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 I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. Let me tell you how scared I am of rats. The rats may be listening. I'm terrified of rats. All of you are scared of rats, too. I had a real rat infestation. Rats are everywhere. We were feeding rats. Those rats use it as perfume. Trust me, you got rats. We were creating an environment where rats felt comfortable. See one scurrying down the block. We want to get rid of rats. We're going to kill rats. Kill some rats. Killing rats. Called me a murderer because I was killing rats. Kill rats. And you see a rat and say, okay, you guys failed. The guy blackmailed me. He said, I know you're scared of rats. Rats do not run the city. Rats don't run our city. You can be the rats off. Fighting crime, fighting inequality, 
and fighting rats. Fighting rats. If you're not scared of rats, you are you are really you're my hero. Now, now I was a Macedonian Phil. I would be the hero for the mayor because I've been fighting rats, four-legged rats, my whole life. I'm not afraid of rats. I'm not afraid of bats. He is. So I would say, um, Mr. Mayor, we got off on a, a good footing last Wednesday when you accepted my proposal to be the rats are overnight when the rats are out at play with the mice and the feral cats. They're nocturnal, and as everybody knows, after 35 years in talk radio, 44 years as leader of the Guardian Angels here in New York City and in 13 countries and in cities throughout the world, that everybody knows I don't sleep. I'm nocturnal, too. Just like the rats, just like the mice, and just like the feral cats. Except one thing, in battling the four-legged rats, they will always win. You cannot declare war on rats in New York City and expect to win. No mayor ever has. You might hope for detente where they stay underground and don't come above ground. But other than that, you're not going to beat the rats. They're smarter than me, Eric Adams, and everybody listening out there. Mice, they're dumb. Mice will walk right into a trap. Mice will walk right into a glue trap. Mice will walk into the guillotine, the snap trap. Mice will walk into the little box with the, uh, the, uh, the poison feed. They'll do all of that, and they'll die. But the rat, they'll outsmart us every time going back to the Black Plague and the Bubonic Plague. They killed 100 million people. Why? Because the Pope at the time, Gregory, who became Pope at the age of 80, the same age as Joe Biden, decided that his very first papal act, because everybody believed the Pope was infallible and that in this act it was a reflection of God's demands, because naturally he was infallible, his, his edict was to parishioners kill all the black cats. It represents Satan, it represents the devil, and they dutifully went out and killed all the black cats. And then the rats, with the fleas on their backs, spread the black plague, the bubonic plague. So guess what? If you're going to be the rat star, you got to accept the fact that the best you can do is get daytime. So remember, I, I take you back to Wednesday because a lot has transpired since it's been played out on television, on radio, and in the tabloids. Check out what the mayor said and then how he added an addendum uh, after he humiliated me, he degraded me, and he tried to disintegrate my desire to help all of you out there as the rats are of New York City. Well, first, Curtis, yes, I will take him up on his offer. You know, uh, if he says he would be my rat czar for free, uh, I'm going to call him and I would like for him to come on board to do it. Don't put it out there if you're not willing to uh, live up to it. If you're going to write a check, make sure you can cash it. So, yes, tell Curtis, come to be my rat czar, okay? And he's going to realize this is not a Tom and Jerry playful commercial here. This is real stuff. And so, yes, I look forward to him. I would make sure, Adon, can we bring him on board? He could be part of our internship program because I know he's probably looking for a job since he lost the job that he was trying to get. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much for giving me that information. Does our crack news director yet? Have the name and the title of Dawn at City Hall? Of course not. He's fascinating. He does not want to take on Eric Adams because he might alienate his flack now, who is Sid Rosenberg. I'll get to that momentarily. You heard in the very first words of Eric Adams, I will call Curtis, right? You heard that, Macedonian Phil? You heard that, Lou, right? 
And oh boy, did he call me on Friday night after we had spent two days sweeping up all the trash and the garbage on Lafayette, where he owns a building as an absentee landlord and has been cited on two separate occasions for rat infestation, of which he has protested too much instead of just paying the fines and remediating the problem. He has decided to go into court, this time on his own, and fix the case. Problem is, there's so much garbage there, as the residents pointed out to me when we first brought our cats. I said, Curtis, you're never going to get anywhere with the rats unless you pick up the garbage. And I said, well, where's the sanitation department? Where's Commissioner Tish past the gray poupon who's been raised with a silver spoon in her mouth on Park Avenue in Manhattan, not Brooklyn or the Bronx, in Manhattan, it's big enough to offset the trade balance between the United States and Red China. And we'd always have Jeeves, our limo driver. Jeeves, there's a piece of paper on the sidewalk. Could you please dispose of that? A horrible, horrible sanitation commissioner. So we did the cleanup. Number two, we scrubbed all the steps on the stoops of Eric Adams and his neighbors because, unfortunately, it had a lot of rat excrement and mouse excrement, which would just attract more rats and more mice because then they know they got it like that. So we did all of that, and by Friday night at 5, we had cleaned out Eric Adams' patio in front of his four-story building, and he had given us permission for two days to do that. And then all of a sudden, two cops show up in uniform, very nice, and told us the mayor has decided he no longer wants you on the property. Please leave the property. No problem. We were pretty much finished. And now we knew we had to find a different place to put the feral cats somewhere nearby on the block so it could have results. So uh, my team of uh, Zeke and Zim, they go back to College Point uh, in their jalopy, and they drop me off at the C train near Lafayette. I get on the C train. I'm heading back because they got to prepare. Remember, I I bring you to the break of dawn at midnight, Friday going into Saturday to 6 in the morning. So I got six hours of show prep to do. And I'm on the C train, and as I'm approaching the station, all of a sudden my phone rings. It's a guy named Todd Shapiro. He's like the empresario. He's the Swifty Lazar. He's always hooking people up. And he goes, I got the mayor on the line. And I say, Todd, I'm going to lose the connection. I'm going into the tunnel. And the mayor gets on, and Macedonian Philly goes, what are you doing to me? I've always treated you well. And I said, stop. You called me a racist for eight months during the campaign. That's not treating me well. Click. He didn't hang up. It's we got disconnected because we were now in the tunnel. As we come to uh, the next uh, stop, Hoyt in Skimmerhorn, ring. It's Todd Shapiro again. I said, Todd, we're going to get disconnected. Doesn't matter. The mayor's on the line. And this time he was hot as a pistol. He said, you stay off my property and keep out of my effing building. And he goes a little bit further and click, we're in the tunnel. Then later on, I talk with Todd Shapiro. He says, well, the mayor was wrong about you going into the building. He looked at the tape, the videotape that he has of the property. Other other residents say I have of the property. Uh, but he wants you off the property. No problem. But he dropped the F-bomb on me. So I guess that qualifies as the call. But I am not going to drop my responsibility as the rats are, even if uh, I am self-appointed. We're helping the people on that block. We have a resident who will now house our two feral cats. We're in the process of building the cat houses so that they will be able to survive during inclement weather. And we are there to clean up the block to do the work that the sanitation department should be doing. And that Eric Adams, 
as an absentee landlord should be doing. So know this, ladies and gentlemen. I will not abandon ship. I take on a mission. I get success. I get results. And quite frankly, to Sid, who has become his number one lobbyist, his number one steerer, and a, a stupid white cracker. He doesn't even realize this. We'll get into that in the, the Sid wrap-up. He's a sycophant, toady, and lackey of the mayor. And as I said to Todd Shapiro, next time you don't have to coordinate a conversation. On his dime, on his time, he's got my phone number. If the mayor wants to talk to me, he can talk to me directly. Homeless people do, emotionally disturbed people do, people from around the world. Next time, I don't need an intermediary, Todd. And I don't need Sid to continue to flack the Eric Adams. Swagger, man, with no plan. By the way, uh, Noam Layden, do you have any word on who I have to report to this afternoon, who Dawn is at City Hall? Of course not. Oh, you're stonewalling uh, because you don't want to infuriate Sid Rosenberg, who has become the protector of Eric Adams, who laughs at us, McWhitey-Whiteys. As he says, I kick your crackers' asses. Oh, you're going to hear more of that. Don't go anywhere in the Sid Rap, right here in your place to be WABC. Spectacular. Now, here's the Sid Rap Up. Boy. You know, last year, Lou, it was 2020. And the combination of Sid Rosenberg and Bernard McGurk was like the yin and the yang. Perfect. And then, unfortunately, Bernard McGurk died way too early because he, like so many men, almost me, almost Rudy, did not get a PSA test, a simple blood test. 99% of the time, if diagnosed with prostate cancer, there is a cure. So many multiple levels, but unfortunately... Bernie waited too long. And now it's Bernie and friends. And, uh, Lou, is there a possibility that uh, the mayor, after he returns from Club Zero Bond every night at about 4 in the morning to the break of dawn, that he could actually come here to WABC? Because it seems like he's the new partner for Sid Rosenberg. I've never seen some... I mean, Sid's got his schnoz right up his tuchus. Put around those. So anyway, originally, Cindy Adams would write column after column attacking this mayor as nothing more than a guy wearing $5,000 customized suits and partying to the break of dawn like uh, Mayor Jimmy Walker, who was mayor when she was first birthed. And then all of a sudden, Sid Rosenberg went to work on her, went lobbying, 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 like, like nonstop. He wouldn't leave uh, Cindy alone. And then finally... She succumbed, and she had a sit-down with Eric Adams. The fact is, Mayor Adams, he's willing to sit with me. He's willing to listen to me. He's been doing it now with other Republicans. Cindy Adams, who has been really tough on the mayor, I mean really tough on the mayor, she had dinner with Eric this weekend, and now she's singing a completely different tune. Now, first off, you know when Eric Adams walked out of Cindy Adams' apartment, you know what he was saying to himself. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's what he said about cops. Uh, Justin, uh, did you give that a brisk, huh? Justin, what the hell do I spend so much time working on show prep for? Modern on my, it's so simple. 
So simple to do. Maybe I should do everything on my own. I should hold the microphone up here that's falling. Hey, Radabali, can you get me a new microphone here? Madonamai. Maybe maybe uh, Texas Instruments or 99-cent Jack store. And can't even get a cut right. So anyway, uh, it's not a dinner. Sid, it's not a dinner because uh, Cindy uh, served devil's eggs and tuna, and that was it. And then at the very end, uh, she got bamboozled. He basically... Man, he he played her. Can you imagine he played Cindy Adams? Because at the top of her column in today's New York Post, she writes, Eric Adams told me he has white supporters, Asian supporters. Really? Uh, Eric, I won the Asian uh, vote. They turned on you. First Republican ever to win the Asian vote, and I won the white ethnic vote. You may have won the hipsters and millennials, but you told them to go back to Iowa, go back to Ohio two years ago, but they're they're afraid to confront you. Anyway, continue on. Continue on, Lou. Continue on. He's a charming guy. He does care. That doesn't mean he's going to be great. He's not Giuliani. He's not Koch. He hasn't done as much as he said he's going to do, but his heart's in the right place. He wants to do it. And I believe right now, look at the rest of the field, he's the right guy for the job. Right guy for the job. Just totally dismiss me, right? You know, it's sad that I, I work here at the house of WABC, the number one news talk station in the nation, where at times WABC stands for always broadcasting, Curtis. And the only one who ever talks about me as having been a better mayor if I had been elected is Mark Simone over at WOR. They've all drunk the Kool-Aid here. All of them have drunk the Kool-Aid. But wait a second. <laughs> Sid goes on. Sid goes on. I did speak to the mayor quite a bit yesterday. First of all, I told him, and I know Curtis is going to get mad, but I said, Mayor Adams, stop going back and forth with Curtis. Yeah, what's the matter? You afraid? Let him, let him try to kick my ass. Go ahead. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. So what, what are you afraid of, Sid? I mean, he kicks those crackers' ass. He could kick my ass, right? Why do you have to shield him from dealing with me? Now, you may find that to be disloyal. I don't know. I don't care. But um, I can't be pumping up this mayor and going out with the mayor and doing all these things in an effort to make sure he saves this city and have him in the New York Post going back and forth with Curtis over rats. I can't do it. Why not? Why do you have to run interference for Eric Adams? Can he stand on his own two feet and wage his own fights? He can't fight the rats. He says he's afraid of the rats, Sid, macho uh, Eric Adams. And so I said I would be the rat czar at 9 p.m. I mean, free, no cost to the taxpayer. And all of a sudden, I I don't know, does the mayor, Lou, does the mayor have all this time all day long to be talking to Sid at WABC, really? Because he understands the route to Sid Rosenberg, which is he is... Guilty of narcissism. You know, I have a lisp there. So you got two uh, two peacocks there. You got Eric Adams and you got Sid Rosenberg. They're like two peas in a pod. And let me tell you something. I'm not going to permit this. If I'm the last man standing here to have to tell all of you the truth about Eric Adams, because now we become a propaganda machine, an outlet for Eric Adams. Unbelievable what I've been hearing here. Imagine, all of a sudden, he's uh, he's been born again. He's sanctified. He, he's not the Eric Adams that he used to be when Sid Rosenberg would spend 
almost all of his morning criticizing Eric Adams, and rightfully so. You know, I miss Bernard McGurk more than ever before because he was the balance. It was the yin and the yang. It would never have gotten to this extreme where Sid Rosenberg is almost in bed with Eric Adams each and every day. No matter what Eric Adams does, he's like on board with him. Well, anyway, know that you have a friend who is out there swinging and winging against this mayor who uh, loves the nightlife. He's he's the nightlife mayor, and I'm uh, the czar, the rat czar at night, and the battles will continue. And hopefully I will have tactical air support from the Sid Rosenberg crew of Lou as the board operator here of the 45-minute Rip and Read. And Macedonian Phil, who always walks out of the studio whenever I come to the airwaves. And yet, privately, he says to me, hey, we got a rat problem here in Bushwick. Me and the hipsters and millennials here on Central Avenue, man, they're like dancing and prancing uh, every time I come to work in the morning. Could you do something about that, Curtis? But I don't want to upset Sid. Well, guess what? I do every Monday morning, 705 and every Friday morning, 7.05, I will be the bookends. And I will be a nightmare to Sid Rosenberg on behalf of all of you.